This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. She is a professional sports handicapper for Wager Talk, host of the Hustle podcast. Follow him on Twitter at TopFlightSI. Adam, before we get to your bets, and we will get to them, do you get sucked into infomercials, or is there one product you will stand behind no matter what? Um, sup, guys? This is my green screen back here which nothing's projecting to right now that's why i'm on a green backdrop but it's all good we'll roll with it you know what kills me i get sucked in by instagram ads i feel like the instagram ads get me every time it's like the new it's like the updated it's like the new infomercial right it's like right Mm -hmm. there and then all you have to do is click on it all you have to do is click on it and um and it just gets you and you within two seconds you're buying something so yeah i guess i guess i get sucked in that way well, I want to start with a question I don't think I've ever asked on this show, so this is going to be fun for me, but you have some information about Colgate after attending the Patriot League final last night. Yeah, I was at the Colgate game last night, Hamilton, New York. Colgate blows out Lafayette to um, punch their bid to the NCAA tournament, and um, I just have to say I had a great time there. Um, they were really nice. They let me into the press conference after. I got a chance to, to spend time with the team, uh, talk to Coach Lango a little bit. This is going to be, guys, that some of those guys have now played in the NCAA tournament. This will be their third time. Um, they, lo- they, they were competitive with Wisconsin last year, lost a close game. The year before, they had a double-digit lead against Arkansas. They ended up falling, you know, kind of got blown out there at the end. But still, they led that game against Arkansas by, I believe it was 14 in the first half. You go back to the year before COVID, they were competitive with Tennessee. I think they lost by seven. Um, so guys like T- Tucker Richardson will be playing in his, I think, his fourth NCAA tournament. Um, and, and just what I took away from that, something very interesting that Coach Langle said to us after the game, is they really don't run any set offense. They they All of their offense is, is contingent upon what the defense does. So they're, they're, they're coached to run off it they basically call an audible right it's like they're they have mature guys on their on the court that know what to do because they they've done it a million times and they are they pretty much their entire offense is is adapting to what the defense is going to do i think that could be extremely valuable in march going into a game with a team that you know they they don't they they're not in their league right it's not you know it's probably not going to be a team they've seen 
Uh, they do have some games against Auburn and, and some of the, uh, the, you know, some of the power conference teams. But the fact that it's basically dribble, pass, get up a shot. They're a very good three-point shooting team. And they're not really concerned with how you're going to defend them. I think that could be extremely valuable. It's proven to be, right? Like, they hung around. They've now hung around in NCAA tournament games three times. They've got upperclassmen. And I just think, you know, you have to wonder, is this the year that they get over the hump and beat one of these teams, right? Like, they were right there with Wisconsin last year. They had a chance against Arkansas. They go back to the year before COVID. They had a chance with Tennessee. And um, maybe this is the year for Colgate because it's it's really like they, they profile as a team that's mature enough to not be caught up in the moment. I think they're beyond the we're happy to be here phase. And uh, they might be dangerous next week. I was really impressed with what I saw out of them and just the, the whole demeanor of the team, the coaching staff. They, they might be a team that could, could really surprise someone. And at the at very least, guys, maybe they get us a cover uh, against the number as a big underdog uh, next week in the NCAA tournament. I think that's an exceptional point because when we think of like quote unquote experience mattering in March Madness, you always think of the blue blood teams. You know, you look at UCLA and you say, oh, experience matters. And that's certainly correct. But there are mid-major schools who you may not realize also have that experience as well. I think one of the more interesting storylines, uh, I think Drake is a team where like five of their six top minute earners are at least fifth years. So some other oh, yeah. storylines when it comes to experience in the mid-major ranks, Colgate, one of those teams. All right, so Adam, I want to hear your thoughts on this one because I am on this game and I would love to uh, feel like I had another trusted opinion on my side. Uh, so let's talk Wake Forest and Miami. Miami, I believe, laying five and a half, uh, somewhere around that number, against a Wake Forest team that needed a buzzer beater three to advance past Syracuse. So who do you like or what's the angle? So I, I'd love to make a case for Wake Forest here. I mean, that's really what I, I listen. <laughs> and you you might be able to talk me off of that, but I, I guess I'll I'll put the counterpoint, and you know I'll hear you out on Miami. The reason the reason is a um, I I do like the fact that Wake Forest played yesterday. I think in the, especially with the tip time, right? They played they played early. Now they're going to come back. And, and play early again. Good friend of mine, Mark Zeno. I just got off the phone with him. We were talking about this game before I got on air. And, and he kind of, we kind of got into that conversation. And I, I do think the early tip benefits the team that just played in the early tip, right? Like, so if you go back in years past and you look at this particular tournament, I think last year it was Syracuse that, that caught someone in this early tip time uh, and won and then played, I believe they played the next day in the early tip against number one Duke. And we're right there the whole way and they fell short. So there's a little bit of precedence for that. The underdog that had to play the day before kind of coming out with, with more juice in the, in the early tip. And then I go back to the first meeting with these two teams, wake Forest scored 87 points. The problem is they gave up 96 and that guys might be their problem here, right? Like that wake Forest, the, their biggest drawback for this team is they don't have bigs that can defend the paint. Like they just, their bigs are very soft. I just I just saw them play in person over the weekend against Syracuse, and Jesse Edwards had like 27 and 20. They, I mean, they, they have no resistance near the rim. And if you go back to the first meeting, Miami, they shot 58.7% from the field. That's pretty good, right? Like that's, that's like pretty much getting what you want when you want at, at all times. They scored 96 points, and so Wake Forest, even with an 87-point effort, 
still ended up losing that game uh, by nine, which would, which if they do that again today, you know, Miami would cover the number there. Now that game was down in, in Miami. This is on a neutral court. I do think Wake Forest is starting to figure out how to, how, how to go about life without um, Monsano who went down for the year. And I think he was a big reason that they sort of falter down the stretch, the loss to Boston college getting blown out by Syracuse. I think that had a lot to do with the Monsanto injury. He's their best three-point shooter. He helps them space the floor. So that's, I guess, but the thing that would hang me up a little bit on Wake Forest is, you know, they came back against Syracuse yesterday and won, but that's a little different. They just played against them. They had just lost by, you know, gotten blown out, had the ability to make adjustments. In a similar situation, they can adjust here to to Miami, and that's what kind of tilts me toward the Wake Forest side, that they can go and make adjustments, maybe not give up 96 points. I do like how the early tip, I think the early tip may help them more than it helps Miami. So looking at that meeting, looking at this one on a neutral, and the fact that Wake Forest got to play here yesterday and got to play at this time, I I don't want to discount the importance of, of the fact that they got to play at the early tip. I do lean toward Wake Forest. But that interior defense is is my concern there. That that's what would would if would get me off of it. If I uh, you know I leaned I, I want to bet Wake Forest, but the one thing that would get me off would be Miami's ability to score in the paint. Well, this line's gone to six and a half now, so now I think yeah. I'm probably off it because I liked it at five. I do think Miami has the upper hand down low, like you said, a much better rebounding team because if anybody can beat Wake Forest at their own game, which is shooting threes, it's Miami. But you touch on the angle that kind of makes me nervous is the team that's played the day before they've already got a, a game in the tournament. So they're already warmed up. Do you think there are any like tournament wide angles when it comes to these teams that have already played a game? Cause I was thinking about, would you take wake force in the first half instead, you know, plus three and a half kind of banking on that factor. Yeah, guys, I, I honestly and truly believe this. The, these are two of the most difficult days of the whole season college basketball and the reason is sort of what you just brought up you have you're going to have a lot of instances over the next two days where you have team like wake forest who really needs a win right like miami is good they can lose this game they're good they're going to the ncaa tournament they're going to get a fine seed it's no problem wake forest needs this win my and you're going to run into this a lot where you have superior team that might not I don't know. I don't know if I want to say care, but they might not be as juiced up for a couple of reasons. A, it's not a do or die spot, whereas it is for Wake Forest. B, they're they're coming in and playing an early tip in a lot of these cases where these other teams have already gotten to play. Like Wake Forest is in battle mode. They're in tournament mode. They just had to win at the buzzer to get by Sierra Syracuse to essentially continue their season. I do so so to go back to your angle for the first half, yeah, like maybe Wake Forest is more ready to go at a noon tip than Miami, who, you know, is just kind of getting into the tournament. It might take them a little while to get going. And I don't think that that's just this game. I think you're going to see that. I feel like we see it in the Big 12 every year where, like, one of these top seeds goes out on Friday. It's just, you know, maybe Kansas is that team. They just celebrated the Big 12 uh, tournament win. I know they got blown out by Texas, but they don't, you know, there's going to be teams. UConn is one that comes to mind. They're playing Providence in an earlier tip. They don't really need that win. And it's like, but if they get through this game, then they become dangerous when all of a sudden it's like, okay, now there's four teams left or now it's a championship game and there's there's something on the line. But I, I really tread 
lightly and 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 proceed with caution in these first round matchups that it's clearly superior team against underdog that already played that kind of is like has nothing to lose you know they're, they're just like they they know they're not expected to win and they can kind of come in and just play their game adam we got like a minute to go do you have a quick play or two in the big 12 we should know about yeah i'll give you one in the big 12 i like baylor i actually like them to win this tournament uh they are in a really nice revenge spot here against iowa I know for, I, so I was down in Waco a couple weekends ago. I know that they were banged up and, and, and kind of rested guys for that Iowa State game. Uh, but this Baylor crew, guys, they've made a point. The players have made a point that they want to win this tournament because they've won a national championship. They've won a Big 12 regular season. They've never won the Big 12 tournament, and they come in a little bit underseated. You know, Kansas and Texas kind of took all the accolades this year. Baylor comes in. They didn't have quite as good of a, a regular season as they maybe expected or maybe wanted to. I know there's big motivation on that side, and they get to play Iowa State, a team that just trashed them over the weekend. I think this is a really nice spot for the Baylor Bears uh, to, to get a win going away uh, in an early round game. He is a professional sports handicapper for Wager Talk. Find him on Twitter at TopFlightSI. It is Adam Trigger. Adam, we appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.